right, as uh, we continue to give, I'm going to take just a minute and uh, introduce Merlin. Merlin doesn't need a lot of introduction, but I got 18 years of stuff to say about him. <laughs> I realize we've known each other for 18 years um, and uh, the stories I could tell, but I won't. Um, what I do want to do is just acknowledge that it's a joy for us to hear from Merlin Gonzalez. Merlin, uh, through long history, has been associated with this church, on staff for a while, working in missions, working in local missions, uh, pumping up our faith every opportunity he has, and now leads an organization called Faith, Hope, and Love, which we partner with as a church. Um, the, what Faith, Hope, and Love does through their missional food pantries, the way that people come to Christ, the way that people are cared for, I could not think of a better person to talk about compassionate service than Merlin. And his heart overflows with the love and the power of God. So I just want to pray for him, and then I'll pray for you too. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Just ask now, Holy Spirit, come and fill Merlin once again, afresh, anew. I thank you, Lord, that this word you've given him is your word and not his, and that the power that he uh, speaks with is yours and not his. And um, we open our hearts to receive the good news of Jesus through this vessel, your son, the one you love, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. You know, um, it's the, uh, the, the worship was just like so awesome. Brought us to the presence of God. And um, so we're going to talk about one of the core values of our church. But before we do that, I, I thought of showing you some things here. Some of the uh, signs that you see. I do that once in a while. Tell your neighbors. Keep one because it's going to be a hot summer. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the regular preacher in this church. <laughs> yeah, our sermon is uh, about the core value of our church. Pastor Randy talked about um, presence and then uh, Lori, intimacy, transformation. Adam talked about that supernatural uh, lifestyle. Uh, Ian talked about that. And today we're going to talk about um, compassionate service. And what is a compassionate service? Compassion. Compassion is more than just feeling. We know that. Compassion can be worldly compassion. Compassion could be spiritual compassion that brings the presence of God wherever we go. Compassion does not stop by just feeling alone. Compassion is uh, action. Compassion is passion expressed in action. And so we'll, let's take a look at what uh, the Old Testament talk about the God of compassion. Because we were created in the image of God. It says in Exodus 34, 6, and he passes God. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger abounding in love and faithfulness. 
So we see here, God proclaimed that He is a compassionate God. And you and I were created in the image of God. And we have to embody that compassion of God to people. Here, compassion is written before grace. And in Hebrew scriptures, order matters. That means that if you want to remember God, remember Him as compassionate, compassionate God. Divine compassion comes when we speak the name of Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Hallelujah! Our God reigns. Can we sing that? I'm not a singer, but I just want to sing three of those. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Forever all my days. Hallelujah. Compassion, right? Can you feel it? In your heart, that's, that, our God reigns. I tell you what, when the compassion of God, the Spirit of God reigns in us, things happen and things can change. Now, also in this Exodus, it says that God the Father is a compassionate. Now, think about... If you have, you know, you're a parent, and you're sending your sons in China. Sometimes we think, we, we, we take it lightly that God is a compassionate God, and he sent his one and only son so that we will have forgiveness of sin. Sometimes it became like monotonous. How about you send your daughter? to places where they chop off the heads of the Christians. Now it becomes more real for us, the compassion of God. But the compassion of God is beyond our our comprehension. The compassion of God sent his one and only son so that we will have eternal life. The God who loved his son, who's compassionate, sent his son because of his compassion to us. Compassion is more than just feeling. Compassion is passion with action. I was born in the Philippines, and uh, I'll tell you about my world when I was a little boy. I grew up there. We were just like walking distance from seashore. You will see them in, in Facebook now. We have the, one of the best beaches in the world. And uh, we, we walk there. My friends, after school, we just uh, swim. And sometimes we go to neighbor's yard and climb coconut trees and avocado trees and papaya. And that's the way of life. It's communal community. We don't even have to ask them. And then we eat our papayas while we're were exchanging pleasantries and stories. That was my world when I was growing up. Then I went to Manila, the big city of Manila, different world, smug. And I lived with my uh, one of my uncles. 
My, my uncles had, I think, seven children. And I kid you not, it was just like 600 square feet. And my, uh, my cousin and I lived there. And it's cramped. It has smog. There's no beaches to go. Uh, but that place was full of love and compassion. I learned more about compassion and love and kindness in that place. But it was hard. We lived next to a um, bus station, so you can hear the buses early in the morning or late at night because we didn't have air conditioner. and We were cramped in one place. I remember my, my uh, bed was just a skinny bed made of plywood under uh, the staircase. It was hot. So my senses starting to, to be conditioned by my environment. It was a different world. My senses become accustomed to that kind of world. Similarly, our senses can be conditioned by the world. We were created in the image of God, and yet our heart sometimes is not looking into people. Sometimes we look to people as projects. Sometimes we go there, yes, we're going to do an outreach, and I'm going to do a project. And we look at people, it's just like, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do today? And God, I don't think God honors that. Our world is totally different than the world that we were created from, the kingdom of heaven. So now what God wants is to restore that kingdom, a kingdom of compassion, of kindness, of love. And out of his compassion, he sent his one and only son, and then he introduced us to a new world, the world where we came from, where we were actually created in the image of God. It's the kingdom, the king's dominion. And he sent his one, his, uh, Jesus Christ to invade the place, our world, with their world. Our assignment as Christians in this world is to mirror what the kingdom of God looked like. Not just in, in speech, not just in, in talking about it, but in action. Because Jesus not only, not only talked and preached, he also embodied his words. So let's take a look at the next um, verses here. Matthew 9, 35, 36. Jesus walked throughout the region with joyful message of God's kingdom realm. He taught in their meeting houses and wherever he went, and demonstrated God's power by healing every kind of diseases and illness. When he saw the vast crowds of people, Jesus' heart was deeply moved with compassion because they seemed weary and helpless like wandering sheep without a shepherd. Let me tell you a story. Fifteen years ago, um, we started Faith, Hope, and Love. And Faith, Hope, and Love is an organization that focuses on alleviating hunger beyond just giving away food. I worked literally with dozens, dozens of pastors. In 2014, uh, one of of my um, pastor's friends called me, and he said, Merlin, my house was burned. 
and you can see the, um, the burned house here. That was the garage. Right after his vacation, he went home, and his detached garage, because of faulty electrical uh, thing, got burned. And I looked there, and as you can see, he was already collecting some chairs for his church. The next slide here, that's Pastor Jesus. That's his house. So his house was also, because of the heat, half of it was destroyed also. So we prayed together, and compassion came. Me and Pastor Jesus prayed together, and compassion of God came. I heard this voice, help Pastor Jesus. I said, you know, I'm not a handyman. I'm not a carpenter. And what I found out later on, God said, I want you to pray that Pastor Jesus will receive the house for free because it was a rent-to-own house. And I said, I know compassion, but I don't know compassion that can bring a house, a free house to a pastor. So later on I found out it's a rent-to-own, and because of insurance, the, the owners from Ohio have to travel back and forth. God gave me the idea that, hey, you know, if you give this house to Pastor Jesus, you don't have to worry about repairing it. You'll get money from the insurance anyway. Long story short, he gave the title after two weeks, free of charge to Pastor Jesus. Now listen to this. Because of compassion, he gave $15,000 to repair the house and gave the title to Pastor Jesus. Come on. (laughs) Compassion is different. Compassion moves beyond our comprehension. And then later on, he called me later that year. He said, hey, you know what, Pastor Merlin, uh, come over to my church. I want to show you my church. Well, I've been there already. I want to show you the pews of my church. I want to change it, uh, stackable chairs, because I wanted to make it the uh, all-purpose. And I said, okay. I went there. We prayed. Compassion came. And then, I kid you not, within one week, my sister called me. He said, I saw this on Craigslist. I said, what is it? He said, there's a church in Irvington. Uh, They were given chairs, but they have fairly new chairs, stackable chairs. And you will see it here. You will see the chairs there. This is just like over $100 each chair, and he received that. Wouldn't you be... You know, wondering, I want to be Pastor Jesus, right? <laughs> Receive all those free. <laughs> I did. Even my son said, wow, I want those things from, from the Lord. But that's what compassion is about. Jesus' compassion in, 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 that resulted in works of wonder. Jesus had compassion, and after that, people get healed. People, you know, Jesus had compassion, and he gave sight to the blind. Jesus had compassion, and the demonics were free from the evil spirits. Jesus had compassion with the multitude, and 5,000 men, not including uh, women and children, were fed out of compassion. Now, you will say that, okay, that's compassion. That's a long time ago. That's Jesus. How does it look like in our days now? So I'd like to uh, bring Patty. 
for a couple of minutes, I'd like to, to ask um, her to uh, share a quick story about compassion and more than they that bring something that's unexpected. Thank you. Um, he told me he'd give me a couple hours here to. <laughs> so um, this, I'm going to share just a testimony of something that happened a few years ago. It was at a different church. It was on a Wednesday night service. And Ron and I came into the service, and uh, when we were there, this man from our church came over to us and said, there's a young lady here, and she's in extreme pain. She's like 18 years old. She was on the other side of the church from where we were. And so we went over with the man that called us over, so there were four of us with this young girl. And I sat down, and I asked her, what's wrong? And she said, well... She had cut her foot open and had a big gouge in her foot. I couldn't see it, but it was not healing. And she couldn't even walk in. I mean, she could barely walk in the service that night. So Ron and I and the other, well, we had about four people that prayed for her. And so we're praying for her. And so we've been trained, you know, stop and ask what's happening. And so I asked her, is anything happening? What's your pain level? She goes, oh, it's probably like 100, you know, from 0 to 10, it's 100. She was crying. She was literally crying in pain. It was horrible. And so we prayed again. And I said, what's your pain level now? It's the same, you know. And we really were expecting her to heal. I don't think she was really expecting it to happen, but we were expecting it to happen. So I just sat there, and we just stopped and got quiet. And sometimes it's just not about all the words you're saying, you know, and these long prayers. That's one of the things we've really seen happen. And so I sat there and just listened, and God said, hug her like she's your daughter. And so I did, you know, and I just wrapped my arms around her. I wasn't even expecting anything to happen because it hadn't happened yet at that point. And so I just hugged her, and she screamed. I go, what? And she said, all the pain's gone. I go, really? And she goes, yes. And I go, well, take off your shoe. She had like a, a big shoe on, slipper, shoe, and a sock on that foot. Take it. No, I can't. I can't look at it. You know, it was like a real open wound. It was not closing at all. I go, but we have to see what happened. And so she took off her shoe, took off her sock, screamed again, and I'm not knowing why because I hadn't seen it beforehand. And literally she said, it's closing. And so it had gone from like about like that to like this. And as we watched, literally watched it happen, it closed totally. And like this light pink skin came over that wound, and she was totally healed. All pain was gone. Yes, praise the Lord. Thank you, God. She ended up dancing, and, you know, it was just the love. You know, it's, it's all about his love. And she didn't look at me and say, hey, thanks, Patty, thanks, Ron, for healing me, because we didn't do it. The Lord did it, and we gave him all the glory. But he has chosen us to be the ones that go out, all of us, all of you, to go out and pray for the sick. Amen. Thank you, Patty. Isn't that great? Sometimes we make things so complicated, we just need to ask for God's compassion. You don't need to be super spiritual. It's not a religious performance. It's the compassion of God that changed the world. 
And it's not only in spiritual things. It's in also in practical things. So let's take a look at Mark, um, the verse of Mark 10, 43. Not so with you instead. Who, uh, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. And for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So we see in this, in this um, scripture that Jesus came as a servant. You and I, as followers of Jesus, we follow a king. We become servant. We become humble servant, like Jesus. It's not, again, that's, it's not spiritual performance that we've got to do something. It's not something that you do because you want to feel good. It's not something that you give food to other people who are hungry because you feel like you have more than the person that you're giving. It's more than using your hands to serve. It's using your heart to serve. That we function with our hearts first. And that follows the compassion. And watch it. Because once compassion comes, you may expect things that you haven't expected. Can you imagine that? And God can use you. God can use all of us in this modern day. Not just in the ancient day. These are, these are stories. And that's why we're telling the stories now. Because we want to tell the future generation prophetically. We're saying, God, you can do it again. It's about being Jesus to others. As he is a servant. It's not an obligation. Because we love God. It's obedience. You might go somewhere and you can say, well, it's snowing, it's hot. I'll give you one hour and I'll serve with you. You go, go tell that to Jesus. I'll give you one hour. I don't have time. I'm busy. Compassion is expressed in humble service. We have young people here. So honored to have all of you to uh, to really worship the Lord. But you know that in Jesus' time, there were a lot of people hungry, and even now. Do you know that 11% of Americans are food insecure? The greatest country in the world where people are dying to come here. And you see 11%. Now watch this. Indiana has 13% food insecurity. And sometimes our hearts have become so hardened. We were conditioned by the world. But we were created in the image of God. In Marion County, 20%. 20%, one out of five are food insecure. And sometimes we go out there and we're just like, I don't have time to feed people. For young people, listen to this. According to these statistics, 
41% of two-year college students are food insecure. Go tell that to your neighbor. Ask your, ask your daughter. Ask your son. 41%. No, no, 41% in a four-year college and 48% in a two-year college. Look at these statistics. As an organization, we focus our effort in alleviating hunger beyond just giving away food. We turn food pantries into kingdom hubs. It's not a food distribution. It's a place where we ask, we train people to be compassionate to people. Because as you can see, that with the compassion of Christ, things happen. With the compassion of Christ, um, people get healed. With the compassion of Christ... People get fed with the compassion of Christ. People get saved. Just last year, almost 300 people were saved through the food pantries. This small movement of churches that we train, including our church, 300. That's not one, that's not one. It's super evangelist, you know, um, Doing all these things and come up here. It's one-on-one presentation. You ask our food pantry uh, director here and also our food pantry uh, volunteers. It's one-on-one presentation. You will see people get healed in a food pantry. And I'm not saying this because I'm making advertisement for our organization. I'm making advertisement for the Lord because only him can do that. You can do nothing without Christ. Especially in the spiritual things. Almost a million dollars were given to people. Imagine that. Nine people were baptized. And beyond that, people are getting transformed. Starting from the volunteers. That's why our main, our main customers are not the people out there. It's the people in here. It's just like sending people to Afghanistan or whatever with AK-47 or maybe a big sword and use it, and then they get slaughtered. By That's why we need to disciple our people first. That's our passion. Our passion is to encourage and empower People, not just few people doing super spiritual stuff, but everyone. When you are called, you were commissioned by God. Call mission. Commissioned by God. Let's take a look at uh, John five nineteen. So in John five nineteen, very truly, I, sir, I I tell you the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father is doing. You can read the rest of that. So what he's saying is that we are the, bran- we are the branches is the vine. We are infused by the compassion of God that flows in us out in the neighborhoods, out in our family. The compassion of God flows from us, from the vine through the branches, 
and expressed in uh, compassionate uh, outreaches. The Spirit flows from within us. And even when Jesus left this, this world, Jesus still has the body on earth. We say we are the body of Christ. And we say Jesus left the world physically. But you know what? He still has body, parts in this place. And we are part of his body. So he might still be, right? We are the body of Christ. Now let me tell you, let's, go, let's move to the next one. 1 John 3.17, all right? Now John 3.16, for 1 John 3.17, I'm going to bring you to King James. So bear with me as I read this. But whoso hath this world's good, and sees, seeth his brother have need, and shutteth his bowels of compassion from him, he dwelleth the love of God. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bowels? Bowels. What happens when you shut your bowels? Physically. Some action happening there, right? Right? We're talking about bowels, you know, physiologically or biologically. If you have to go, you have to go, right? You cannot just keep that inside, right? But you know what? Some of us have constipated compassion. We shut it because we become so selfish thinking about what would it look like if I asked a person for prayer and said no? How would I look if I asked a person I'm going to, to give them something or serve them? You see, that's inward. And it's shut inside of us. That needs to come out. It needs to come out. So let's take a look at modern English version. Easier to read of the same verse. Whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need but closes his heart in compassion from him, how can the love of God remain in him? My little children, let us love not with word but with spe- uh, in speech but with action. I wish we can expound more on this. But the compassion of Christ is in us. The resurrected life of Christ is in us. And I'd like to ask Donna to come here just to give a quick uh, testimonial. How can we express these things in the natural, in modern day? So this is Donna. She's uh, our prayer director at uh, Faith, Hope, and Love. Go ahead. Okay. He wanted me to share about the time at the hospital where I had a patient. I work at hemodialysis at the hospital, and I had a patient who came back alive. Okay. Um, and she she died. 
I went into her body, and I suddenly have this compassion in my heart. And out of that compassion, I, I did this to her. It just flew out of me, poor thing. And when I did that, she started breathing. Her heart rate started picking up again, and she started talking to me. It came out, I, I connect the depth of compassion that I felt that released out of my arm into her as the power of God. Because it wasn't anything I could do. And it was God that did it. And when that happened, she looked at me, she said, felt like a rock hit me. And so I said, I mean, I, I was like, okay, I've got to read my Bible. What do you do after they come back alive? <laughs> And I thought, you know, you're going to have to be trained to do this, you know. And I thought, well, you've got to be smart to do this, you know. And, and that's not true. You just have to yield to the compassion of God and allow him to move out of you. So what happened was, long story short, is that when I'm talking to her and she said, men felt like a rock hit me. I said, honey, more than the rock hit you. You just died and you just came back to life. <laughs> Because she wanted to die. You know, that's why we allowed her to die. We did no CPR on her. She wanted to die. So we tried to let her die. But God had a greater thing for her life. Amen? And he wanted her to go to heaven. And he wanted to give her one more time to receive Jesus into her heart. So I shared that with her. And then after I shared that with her, then I had a nurse open the curtains, and the nurse said, what are you talking to a dead body for? And so I had to point to her, and I said, well, she came back to life. And she shuts the curtains, and she takes off running white as a sheet. And I thought, now I've got to go tell my, my, um, my Jewish doctor who had her, because we're supposed to take her body down to the hallway to another floor, and we go take her down there so the family can come in because the family's already been not notified, and they're coming in to see her. So let me just tell you, when God moves with compassion, it messes up the whole hospital routine. <laughs> so we ended up taking her to ICU because when I brought the doctor there to the foot of the bed, my Jewish doctor and I pointed to her, I said, she came back alive. And she said to me, what did you do, lay hands on her? I was like, oh, my gosh, that's when that happened. But, and I could remember feeling that power of God fly out of me and hit her. So she came back to life. We took her down to ICU. It spread to the ICUs. It caused me to, that doctor was the best testimony for God. She would not be quiet about it. She would tell the doctors, don't give your patient to Donna. She'll bring her back to life. <laughs> Okay, so I'm a forerunner. A forerunner, God will just sovereignly use them to announce to the city, to the territory, this is what I want to do, and to break open atmospheres. So I know it was more than her just raising from dead. It was to speak to the city. I have a plan to use you to raise people from the dead because Matthew 10 and 11 is still true today that he wants to use you to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. Amen. 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 And it opened the door for me to minister all the time at the hospital to see the Lord do wonderful things, see him saved, healed, and whole. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you need more testimonials? Or you want to do it yourself?
I mean, after hearing those testimonials, I want to go out there. I want to go to hospitals and pray for people. I want to go to the byways and, and give food to people and share the divine justice, not just social justice. Many of us just forget, yes, social justice is good. Yes, I'm not saying bad, but as Christians, we were called to divine justice. Because one day, you and me will meet our Creator. <laughs> and divine justice is going to be given. Life is short. Many people are dying physically and spiritually. And you and I were called to bring the compassion of God. I would like to ask Lynn to come forward and uh, usher more of the Holy Spirit. Why don't we just lift our hands and open our hearts to receive God's compassion. In Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel, I'd like to read to you I want to share something but I, can't, I just I was going to share it because the spirit of God is so strong I'm going to share you real quick here the same organization I told you back in November we're only two weeks funding. I told our leaders, I said we might have to shut down this organization of 15 years. We only got two weeks. Now we live in faith. I tell you what, that's what God will raise your faith when you don't have money in the bank, when you don't have credit card, when you don't have food in your refrigerator but out of the compassion of God he sent a couple and he gave generous donation he and his wife that lasted for another two weeks another two weeks another two weeks that was back in November and now we are in the middle of February and guess what we have two weeks Worth of fun in our bank. The compassion of God can change you first and change other people. Once you feel, once you embody the compassion of God, it will change you. It will change your family. It will change your community. Ezekiel saw that. People were busy with their businesses. I'm not saying it's bad. But I heard it before and you probably heard it. A hearse is not followed by a U-Haul. We cannot bring anything in this world. 
Next slide. This is what uh, Ezekiel said. He said, I will give you a new heart <laughs> and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I'm just, let's pray that prophetically. Why not raise a revolution of compassionate people? It's starting in this church. It doesn't need to be big. You just have to go to the mall and talk to people and bring the compassionate God and watch what He's going to do. It's not because of your performance. It's not because of you. As the Lord says, from the vine to the branches to the people, His Spirit flows from within us. God promised that rivers, not one river, rivers of living water will flow from within you. And it's there. It's waiting for us. What are we waiting for? Now, this is what he said. Ezekiel. And I'm going to read this. I know it's 12 noon. If, if you need to get your kids, please do. But I think the Holy Spirit has something for some of us. If you, have, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... You, these things that we're talking about is foreign to you. I'd like for you to come forward. No shame. Because one day, one day, we will meet our Creator. And I, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. We'll wait here for a, cup, for a few seconds. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, who's going to change your life now, in your life for eternity, come forward. This could be the best decision. I know it's the best decision you can ever do for your life. And I'm saying that, I'm not angry. I'm saying that with passion. I want to release the compassion of the Father that he sent his one and only son, not only just to die on the cross, but to bear our sins in the past, now, in the future, for the entire world. He was crucified and suffered, but the good news is that he rose back. He's the first one who rose, and you will rose, he rise, you and I will rise, inherit the kingdom of God. I want to um, prophetically read this to you. The valley of dry bones. The hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me out the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw many great bones on the floor on the, of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone knew. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, 
hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh from upon you and cover you with skin. That's not just a good story. That's true. For some of us, you may feel like your bones are dry. For some of us, you may feel like these these promises of the world had turned my heart into heart of stone. The lure and the lust of the world had turned my heart to stone. But now, history tells us that when there are more corruptions, there are, there's more grace from the Lord. So God, I just ask now that you release your compassion. I'd like to ask our, our prayer team to come forward. Some of you had been longing, asking the Lord, change my heart. But the Lord is saying, don't pray out of the context of ministry. Because Jesus ministered out of the context of prayer. We need to put feet on our prayers. We need to act on it. I'll invite the Holy Spirit, and if you are ready to receive the Lord, we speak to you. Please come forward. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. Lord, we ask for your heart of compassion. Ask, Lord, to give us heart of flesh. We ask, Lord, for your heart. Touch our heart, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us with your presence. Come, Lord. When you are ready, please come forward. We would love to pray for you. One of our prayer ministers here said that she heard that the Lord wants to heal a right foot. So if you have pain or need healing on your right foot, we'll release compassion of God that brings healing. I know the Spirit of God is here. But again, if you need to uh, 
not take a leave. I'll just send you out there in peace to serve and love the Lord. And for those of you who would like to be ministered, Holy Spirit is here.